0: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley.
1: Oh, after a brief little break for the brown Brownlow, I can say yeah. with great confidence that Danny Frawley is back with No Man Should Ever <laughs> Walk Alone. And he actually is in the studio. He's not in New York. He's just, uh, just really setting me up. Well, Anyone to think it was April 1. Hello, Spud.
2: <laughs> Good evening, Jack. Good evening, uh, SEN family. Yeah, look, I'll just sort of play a little <laughs> joke. And Marcus, because I had, so I, I saw you after the grand final. We'll get on to the grand final, surely. We had one beer. Um, we'll get on to those celebrations. And then Marcus texts me about oh, 8.45. I just over in the cafe there having some mineral water, just reading the paper. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, didn't you hear the news, Marcus? I'm, I'm in New York. He goes, oh, so far away. He said, Peter Cullen, who we've got our Peter Cullen from Recklink coming on later on. Yes. Um, AM, I might add, too. Yes. Um, and then I just said to Marcus, if you told Jack yet, you've told Jack, because I wanted to know whether you're soaked up like a like a big baby. There were some words so, that can't make it to air. <laughs> yeah.
1: There we <laughs> I just went you yeah, what? I was with him on Saturday and he didn't mention anything about it. So, no, just a, just a little bit of humour. And the second part is, I thought he's already been in America not that long yeah, ago. So no, no oh, you're going all right. Happy bro. to be here, Jack. Well.
2: But um, yeah, Saturday's game. The uh, as I said, I was in the with you, the Croc Media, Marquee and the September Club. A little bit too uh, youngish for me, Jack. That music <laughs> was jamming and yes, um, I had one beer, walked out, exit, exit stage left, and had a couple more. But yeah, what a game. What an absolute cracker. I have you that, watched it back? No, I haven't, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm Actually, I'm going to do it on Thursday. I just thought, no, I'll have it with a couple of quiet ones mm-hmm. on my own and watch it because I think when you're doing the game, you're, you're in the moment all the time. But it, it's just it's one of the great games. Um, both sides could have won. Both sides could have lost. There's if, if buts, and maybes. But, yeah, I, I think there's even 89 Hawthorne. Geelong, just the actual theatre and what was going on, and blokes having real downers in a half, and then coming good in Darling and Cox, and then some of the mishaps that cost goals, but yeah, look, it was, the AFL probably needed it, the final series wasn't the best one, especially the prelims, but yeah, I think all is forgiven. When you see a game like that.
1: Were you worried there was a point there where West Coast might have almost kicked themselves out of it because, gee, did they have some opportunities?
2: That that was going to be the story if they got beat, obviously, for all those inside 50s. I think Collingwood went in three times in the last quarter for three goals. Mm. Well, they had four possessions and two goals. And then Grundy gave a free kick away and then West Coast kicked one. So I think it was six possessions for three. Then it was 25 possessions for five. And I thought, this is just a old-fashioned shootout and then it just got down to can West Coast get the goal that's going to break the straw that broke the camel's back and they couldn't do it and then bang you know McGovern to Vardy to, to Ryan to to Sheed and then to put that goal through I think you know that, and that's why I think Jack and I'm I'm I'm, I'm a uh, All-Australian selector they've got to have the goal and the mark of the year at the end of the year yeah I agree agree really I think that's the goal of the year it makes no sense I know it's not the most brilliant goal, but you actually think of the, the pressure. Though. I think it's the goal of the year. Mm. I really do. And of course young Ryan, you know, we put a couple of short ones in early and then it's probably taken one of the marks of the grand finals. But yeah, it was a great game. Great for West Coast. Two strong clubs, aren't they? When you when you look at them walk out in the ground, you got Maguire and Murphy and you know, Jeff Walsh Buckley and then West Coast you've got Trevor Nesbitt who's been there from day dot nearly. And uh, Adam Simpson, gee, isn't his CV just uh, ballooned now?
1: Good for Sam Mitchell's CV as well as he comes back to Melbourne next year to be a Premiership Assistant Coach.
2: Yeah, and I I did feel for my old mate Rob Harvey and Gary Hocking. I think they've both been on the big stage three or four times each. Mm. I know, halves twice. No, once.
1: As a player. Once a player, yeah. Once halves,
2: yeah. But have obviously four times. Would have been great for them, but that's, look, I, I think, both clubs should be very proud of their, all supporters should be very proud of their clubs, and, and, and probably the, it's interesting, this show is all about um, men's health, health and well-being, the mental side of things as well. It is still only a game of footy, but it's hard to put into perspective when you're in the moment, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And Buckley would be feeling down, but Gee, in the scheme of things, he should be feeling pretty chuffed deep down, I would have thought.
1: He achieved a lot. If you had a said to them at the start of the year, he only just survived yeah. the end of last year. Oof. If you had have said to them that you'll be within a kick with a couple of minutes to go in the grand final, they'd take it every day of the week.
2: No doubting that whatsoever. So they'll be back bigger and better. You know, Linden Dunn, Schoenberg, huge losses, weren't they? Basically, they're sent out back and full back. Yeah. You- and then throw in the fact that Reid and Moore were unfit to play. That's the thing that hurt him late, wasn't it? A lot of chat about
1: Marcus Adams now and whether he might be potentially someone that Collingwood are looking at. That's sort of just started to develop a bit this afternoon. Yeah, well,
2: it's interesting. Well, just so if that's the case, and I know that you'll be all over it um, and we'll get under while we're here, but I think there's that many machinations with what's going on. I I don't think Collingwood need Marcus Adams, to be brutally honest. Lyndon Dunn will be back around eight and nine. Sharonberg should be about the same. You've got Reed, who, you know, is probably just about at the end of his tether, but if he gets a good run of it, he'll be in their best 22.
1: Do you change your opinion if Moore goes?
2: Well, I does do. That, no, does that I change do. things a little well, bit? Well, that's yeah. why I'm I'm assuming they're probably thinking, gee, more Moore pricing himself out of it, because, gee, they'll be having a few frothies today. Hmm. Uh, Buckley, that would be the first bloke I would look, look to to Darcy Moore and say, there you're going, mate. Um, gee, you would have been great if you were out there on the weekend. You couldn't play because you didn't, didn't play um but we really need you so that yeah that surprised me it's funny jack on the way in here i um had a little <laughs> little tip on a horse Bet responsibly of course just yes. a, a five dollar bet and i thought i better collect it because it was a twenty dollar collect i thought if i don't collect it i end up losing it so i'll collect it went to a pub just down the road he won't give too much away all the windows and doors are shut in and they're colored and private function Walked round the back. Oh, the totalizer's open. So I walked walked in the tab, put my ticket in, and who walked past with a wig on? And I and I'm sort of didn't know what was going on, and, and I sort of looked at him, and it was funny because we did. A, I'm not. I probably am name dropping a little bit, but uh, did a function with this guy three weeks ago. Yeah, and he's had a wig, and I looked at him. He looked at me and he said, "What the hell are you doing here?" And I thought, <coughs> "What have you got a wig on for?" And it was Cam Smith. The storm captain. Is that right? Yeah, we had a bit of a chat. He actually asked me to come in and have a beer, and I said, mate, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's my um, go, I would have thought. Imagine walking in there oh, no. with those brutes. Not after that big a day. And they're no on. No they, way. Uh, yeah, they're in good form, so we won't mention the hotel. but And again, isn't it great to see them just get in there? Ha- have a. It's been a great year for them. Well, let's hope everything they get home in one piece, but it's Okay. Mm. to tie one on now and again. Especially, you know, the pressure they've been under to win it. They didn't. They performed miserably on the field. But they've still, in the scheme of things, had a pretty good year.
1: Uh, we talk a lot about on this show about uh, men's health and and, yeah. and health and well-being in general. One thing I sort of thought was great about the weekend, spoke to a lot of people about the game since Saturday. The amount of people that have said, OK, the weather's starting to get a bit better. Things that you can just yep. feel it in the air. Yeah. Start of October yeah. today. The amount of people that said they had a great day just by catching up with family, friends, whatever, on Saturday. It's just starting to get to socialising season, isn't no, it? No, it
2: is. And I think Friday had a bit to do with it, too. And yeah. I, I must admit, when, when the good, when the holiday come, first come out, I thought, oh, this is a bit over the top. But you know what? It's a, such a great day on the Australian calendar, and Melbourne in particular. I, I think it's a great thing for workers to have a, have a chill-out time and, as you said, catch up over the weekend the weather, no doubt, today was amazing, wasn't it? Did it hit 22, 23 today? 22, 24 tomorrow? 24?
1: Yeah, that's golf with us, bud. But, well,
2: I'm playing Friday, so there you go. Um, I'm hitting him well, too, Jack, even if I do say something <laughs> myself. Our little mate Hutto, it's good. I've got him covered at the moment he's got the moon boot on. No, oh, so. he
1: can't swing, yeah.
2: But um, no, looking forward to uh, introducing our special guest after the break, Jack, because um, this guy's done more for. Uh, Melbourne people in Victoria Australian people than most people would, would know so really looking forward to it Jake. his
1: name is Peter Cullen from RecLink Australia he's going to join us on the other side of the break it's all thanks to Chemist Warehouse home to big savings every day
0: no man should ever walk alone with Danny Frawley
1: Buds here with thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Try the new diesel only Brave Street seventy five bill for only sixty nine bucks at Chemist Warehouse. They are the real house of fragrances. Spotted it's time to welcome in our very special guest into the studio. Tonight. Yeah,
2: we're talking off air, Jack, and uh, I'm going to introduce Peter Cullen. Am I might add to Jackie boy, and, and rightly so, and and he's the founder of Recklink, and we'll get onto the uh, what Recklink does, and I'm sure a lot of. Um, People out there know the outstanding job that RecLink does. But Pete and I went way back in 89, I think, Pete. Good evening, Pete.
3: Good evening, uh, Danny and Jack. It's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about RecLink and yeah. what it's all about.
2: Yeah, we're just going to take a little bit uh, step down memory lane, mate. Um, Sacred Heart Mission, I think I just left the farm, 89. Got a phone call from yourself. You might have even called Kevin Sheen. So we need a couple of footballs to come down to the Peanut Farm. Uh, myself, Gavin Brown, and Brendan Gale, now the CEO of Richmond, who was playing at the Tigers at that stage.
3: And they remain good friends today, Danny. You, yeah. You know, Brendan Gale is always a tremendous uh, friend and will yep. always help, help us out. And he used to drop boots in. That's he, right. He and his brother. Yeah. Would you go? And um, they were uh, good Catholic guys. So they, uh, and their mother used to come over from Tassie, and we had quite a connection with the guys. Yeah.
2: And, and obviously, uh, the Sacred Heart Mission um, in those days was because there was no Recklink around um i don't think there was no no uh, Recklink
3: was kind of born out of um born off the streets of st kilda really? yeah yeah
2: so the sacred heart mission talk us through that how did you get involved in that
3: pete uh I, look i was um training for catholic priesthood i had done some voluntary work their father ernie smith asked me yep. if i'd talk to him in view of working yep. with him but what he got me to do was street outreach and that's when i began to See and observe uh, what was what was happening there. People was it
2: mainly to... around the St Kilda area?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, Sacred Heart Mission was in the yeah. St Kilda yeah. area. Yeah.
2: So we're talking sort of the Peanut Farm, Fitzroy Street, yeah. I guess, street. I
3: guess you could say there was probably a few thousand people you yeah. broadly describe as street people. Many of them having mental health issues, struggling with homelessness, drug and alcohol issues. When you say
2: sorry, Pete, sorry to interrupt. When you say street people, is that like but they they haven't got a home, or uh,
3: yeah, wandering. I suppose they're walking the street as opposed to walking down the street. They may wake up on the street as opposed to a bed. They walk into the night as opposed yep. to going out for the night. You know, they may be um, hearing voices as yep. opposed to to us who you know might hear regular voices. Yep. But generally, you know, uh, struggling with life. They come what I was finding people were coming into the inner city after trauma and finding more trauma. And what I found we needed was something we could immediately involve people in to illustrate one, one, uh, I'd had, when I first started Mm. around that time, we did that. It was about 89, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I spoke to um, a homeless man after I'd had a particularly difficult day. I said, said to him, you know, I've had one of those days. He said, Peter, I've had one of those lives. Mm. And I seen etched in his whole persona that that was truth. And another another man I said to um um what what is your goals for the future? And he said, Peter, I don't even know what to do in the present. Mm. Never mind the future. So yeah. Rick Link began to be born out of conversations like that. Another man I'd left prison, said he'd had energy to burn, nowhere to burn it, uh, nowhere to go. Um Is it mainly um and vulnerable, very vulnerable. Yeah, very vulnerable. <laughs> Sport protects the for well, protects us in a, in a lot of ways. That was going to be my
2: next question. So Reckling mainly is about getting youths and, and females as well, but youths or, they don't have to be youths as well, the, involved in a sporting mechanism. Because that, obviously that's the involvement I've had, the peanut farm, when you have your, your grand finals, these guys play each other three or four times throughout the year, then you have your your big grand final week about two or three weeks ago.
3: What we did is create a vehicle called Reclink by bringing welfare agencies together.
2: How did that come about? Like, I look at your mission statement, it's respond, rebuild, reconnect, we seek to give all participants the power of purpose. So that's, that's obviously a pretty strong mission, isn't
3: it? Yeah, absolutely. But in the context of um, people's lives, to have something bigger than themselves, to experience yourself in a different way, very often it's bringing people back to sport or... Uh, or to sport, maybe yeah. for the first time if they haven't had much involvement, and that in itself is a very powerful experience. Um, you know, um, it's really about trying to include the unincluded, if you want to find a mm. few words, just to grapple around it. So it's that's third your tier sport. Um,
2: excuse me. That's your message bank.
3: It is, yeah. It's something I come up with trying to work out ways of explaining it. We're now calling it third tier sport. So. Um, when we say third there's the mainstream sport there's the weekend sport then there's this midweek sport which is a specialised mission across Australia now from the kick to kick yep. down at the peanut farm with various people like yourself doing development days and we had people like Mick Miller from the AFL Footy That's Foundation right. came yep. down and uh, to be honest in our, in our first game there was about 40 of us there we went up playing ice in, Ausland, in my house and I I called for a coin because I wasn't carrying one And it wasn't a cracker between the lot of us. Wow. It was very grassroots, no boots. Uh, You could have, you know, tipped us all upside down. And, you know, so it gives you an idea of, um, uh, you know, people were in challenging circumstances. And sport, you know, brings enormous joy into Mm. people's lives. You know, if you take the inner cities of the world, where people's lives may not change, or in the inner cities uh, or, or some of the poorer pockets of Australia, the sheer joy of sport uh, just brings uh, so much. One of the things that's said, Danny, about mental health is mm. people are living in the um, people very often, um, you know, we live in the past or we live in the future. We're rarely in the present. And this is where sport does bring us into the present and allow us to have some relief from life. You see in the word recreation, yep. the word yep. uh, recreation. Yep. But a man who told me that he was on the edge of living, got involved in the constant structure of the sport. He loved people calling him uh, by name, he was isolated and lonely. But he said when he was bouncing the ball and running, it's like he never had a problem in the world. Mm. He was so uh, in the moment and it just uh, those, you know, in, in the balance of life for yep. all people listening, but in a particular way for all of us. But um sport and recreation is just critical uh in that wise part of life balance you know it helps us with our with our sleep and people have got already um uh so many challenges but to have some joy in your life it's having something accessible mm. you know yeah, we just take it for granted
2: like the, the everyday person just takes for granted that um oh it's sport we just do it because we love it and we want to do it but a lot of these people as you know they're, they're doing it that actually Keep going from day to day. Keep alive. Well,
3: on, on a serious um, sort of conversation. In, look, one of the conversations I had with people, of the hundreds of street people and different people I would have spoke to, at some point they will tell you you've got suicidal feelings. You may have heard this, but the sixty five thousand sixty five thousand people will make an attempt on their life in Australia this year. That's the size mm. of a regional city, the size of um, of Albury, you know. So. If you look at that, and a conversation of suicidal feelings is a common uh, conversation.
2: Yeah. We might just get that lifeline number there up there, Jack, if... Uh, we'll have that for you shortly, yeah, yeah. no, it's all good. Yeah. Keep going, um,
3: That I was hearing. But it's not uncommon for us to hear at RecLink, you know, people, once they get involved in these things, it brought me life. Or it's not uncommon for people to say it saved my life. Yeah. Or... Um, it's given me my spirit back or it's opened a door inside me. But just see here's so many. Um but sport also provides an immediate emotional reward whether somebody takes uh bounces with the yep. ball, kicks, marks, handballs, skills, those experience
2: the a lot ju- of the lads I've coached down there uh, didn't mind tackling much. They actually loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh dear! wow. Yeah. Hey. Well, yeah. It was at the you know, had to pull a couple apart there a few times but all in the right context. Yeah, yeah, but, yes, uh, yeah. They, oh, they, they have a crack.
3: They, uh, they certainly go in. Uh, there's no doubt. In in that. Heart. Um, they love it. But this year, we've been working with people with disability, and some of our homeless people have been helping them, and that's another interesting facet of mental health. I believe when people have that purpose, they said, "Oh, you know, Peter, that was just so fulfilling to help mm. those guys with their uh, with their sport." So there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of facets to it. Um, in regional Victoria, up in Bendigo, a social worker was taking a player home, and he said, "Look, I, I rarely leave the house. The only time I really, pretty much, leave the house is for these reckless games. I have the only the only time I get relief from my obsessive compulsive disorder uh, is when I'm playing wow. um, playing footy." And, um, it was, it's a time of relief. It was something that got him out of the house. But we try and use the sport as a pathway for people in difficult mm. circumstances. So um, I think people understand um, we're trying to introduce these teams right across yep. Victoria and where we can across Australia. And we've had new teams from Maryborough, Ballarat. We've got our league yeah. medal um, on uh, Wednesday in which you're, you're yeah. a keynote guest speaker. And At
2: the Junction Oval at the junction so we'll, is that all the best and fairest or just the one there'll be a few best and fairest winners won't there
3: there'll be a, yeah, yeah, there will be a few yeah. uh, best and fairest no, uh, all good. winners and we'll have our team of the year do
2: you want me to bring me zingers or me real serious earnest stuff Pete? do you want me to get get rid of a couple of zingers early just to try and uh, lighten yeah, the look, mood give a, or... give
3: a combination give a combination combination a or or earnest i yeah. can be both yeah yeah
2: Real earnest, um, really dry. I guarantee, under the pump will get a mention at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I probably haven't heard that one, Jack. So I might have to wheel it out there early. I might yeah. ask them if they heard it for a start. And anyway, check yeah. if they've still yeah. heard it. I'll still rumble it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, mate. I'm looking forward to going down there. As I said, that's a it's a great sort of celebration for these people, isn't it? Um, it is.
3: They look forward to especially it, especially the is. guys
2: that win the BNF and And I know yeah. you give a lot of other trophies out there. And I, I think. That that's the beauty of, of sport, I think. For you know, for any family or a- anyone out there, it's such a such a great learning curve, isn't
3: it? Uh, look, um, there's
2: lots of lessons
3: to be learned. Look, all life lessons are in it. Um, the secret to um, to to living life is is all there, isn't it? You know, um, the sacrifice, the commitment, yeah. everything it calls us to. In if a coach is calling people to the best values, all the learning is there. It has a lot of the soft softer skills for, for work, mm. you know, communication, reliability, punctuality.
2: And it's, like, it's all yeah, there, you know. And like um, AFLW, you've got a lot of women's teams now too, which is great, isn't it? We had we have women uh,
3: within our teams. Within uh, the
2: team. Oh, sorry, that's right. They're yeah, mixed. Yeah, They are too, sorry. I, um...
3: The only criteria for us is no drugs or alcohol. There's no can of beer at the end of the game. The Gambling Foundation have also got behind us, which has allowed us to establish a league uh in the Ballarat area, and we're also mm. working to try and get a league up in Gippsland. We'd love to hear from people uh, in yeah. uh, Moe, how do we Mowen, how how Like
2: someone listening now, obviously you get it on the app, in those areas, Pete. We, you just get on the RecLink website? Is, is that how they...?
3: Yeah, yeah. Look, or, or feel free to, to, to give us a call. And, What's um, your number? 421 442 or, or the RecLink office, 941966. Seven two people who want to be a volunteer, people who want to uh, play, people who are interested in helping us establish midweek teams uh, through that through that area uh, in Gippsland. That's Fort Churchill, um, Moi, Morwell, yeah. Um Yeah, we're really keen to really get that up um, uh, this year, and we just yeah. have to put in the work. So Chris the Lacey's
2: summer. obviously you've got you've got a guy or a female in each state. You're obviously work out of Melbourne, but you've got Chris as your Chris you. Lacey, yeah, yeah he's
3: our, our state manager, and we have... Um, you look
2: after Tassie? Uh,
3: that was last year. We now okay. have a worker, uh, Richard Allenby uh, in Tassie, he was yep. a former state uh, state cricketer. My role's been more in uh, national development, but this year uh, we've just not long received a a million dollars a year for four years to roll out Vic Active, you know. Mm. Um, so that's a, a lot of money in the context of... Um, but governments are beginning to realise that uh, there was research done for the Centre for Sport and Social Impact. Yep. And for every dollar the government spent, it was an 894 return. That was the highest uh, score that had been received for 30000 of government money. There was a 440000 worth of resources. So in the town of Sunbury, for example, a local property development, Rosenthal, have been involved, the Winslow group of employed yep. people and put money in, the local Baptist church and Rotary have been well, involved. Well, I see a
2: lot of sponsors so here, you know. it's
3: bringing those groups together. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of dormant resources across our communities that can make huge uh, social impact on, you know, there's people at home right now who might be uh, even struggling to get out of bed. So one man went on an amazing journey um, with... Um, uh, Sunbury in a regional Victoria, he turned up five times to come as a volunteer. His car was on the other side of the ground. And he told me each time he never got out on the fifth time he got out. He got involved. He enjoyed helping. He was sort of like an assistant coach. Um, then he began to play some games. Um, he became a mentor. He then began helping yep. us in the office. Uh, he, he 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 was really on the uh he thought he may never work again um he was very much most likely on the edge of living and um he returned to work and eventually worked for RecLink after
2: a another
3: job but he um he came home one night and he spoke to his um uh his wife noticed that there was a uh, change and you know, you look totally different. He said, Yeah, I've just had the best working day of my life. Wow, and um, how good's that? That uh, it's about going on a journey, um, you know, very similar to the name of this uh, yeah. program, yep. really. And people coming together, knowing there's challenges and helping each other out, being able to come together constantly, the constant person for that real life giving and excitement. Mm. We wrap a lot, a lot of stuff around. Our sports, particularly footy, um, umpiring courses, uh, coaching courses, trainers courses, uh, a whole lot of stuff. Is there. the grand final days? Everybody plays in a grand final. We have sports people uh, mm. come out present medals. It's called on community radio. Yeah. So we try and create those. Craigus really Cannon still calls.
2: does the call with Smokey Dawson.
3: Yeah, they're still uh, our key callers, and we had uh, we had Anthony Hudson out How there. Do? Our very own Chris Lacey. Uh, it's unbelievable! It was, it was called years. on ninety-seven point seven. Yeah, three ser So that was um, fantastic. And I issue. see
2: um, the the Sydney Rec Link Community Cup because you you do it all over over the major states. The Honourable Anthony Albanese put the boots on. Yeah, yeah,
3: he did. He's, What's
2: he's, he like? He, he looked quite fit there. He uh, yeah,
3: he took a couple of marks. He had a red. He had a red uh, hot go. There's community cups in every state yeah. of Australia now. They're not as big as the Melbourne community cup but they're a, it's a really unique uh, atmosphere and um, um, they mean a lot to us
2: the community cups, music and sport combined um, well mate after the break we're going to we're going delve into a couple of the real life stories and how you've really, you know, a couple of individuals which you've talked about already but um, looking forward to it right. Peter
1: Cullen from RecLink Australia our special guest here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone thanks to Chemist Warehouse
0: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, with Danny Frawley.
1: This is No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And A reminder as well, for those of you who are tuning in tonight, and if something that we've spoken about has resonated with you, the number for Lifeline is 1311. One four, Spud. For all he's here, and his special guest is Peter Cullen from Recklink Australia. Spud. And Pete,
2: we're going to touch on uh, addiction and and sport, and we're also going to uh, mention the fact that Recklink's gone overseas as well.
3: That's correct. Uh, Recklink's uh, in India, in Mumbai, and uh, Ron Harris and Lincoln Harris and the team, Gavin Krasiska. Yep. Uh, and a group of the boys have gone over with a whole lot of equipment, jumpers, boots. We've actually been over there for quite a, quietly over there for a number yep. of years.
2: Gav helps out a fair bit, doesn't he, Gav? Because he has
3: game? done. He did a year or maybe a couple of years with us at, at one point, uh, part-time. Yeah, And that was uh, very, you know, it was great to have someone of his capability. And it was great
2: for him too. Good therapy for him as well because he'd been down and out a fair bit.
3: Uh, yeah, he's he's worked hard on yeah. his own recovery and um, he, he was in a similar, you know, similar yeah program here so um yeah he's done uh he's done exceptionally well and i th-
2: uh a lot of the people pete um that i've had the you know the beauty of going down there on wednesdays we used to get it get them down there on a couple of years ago on a tuesday afternoon it was great The there just seemed to be a lot of addiction and it was actually great that the sport they become addicted to that other than you know alcohol drugs betting as you're talking about um all those types of things. So it's it's
3: incredibly um, life giving. Yeah. Um, one player um, who'd suffered from addiction. I asked him what he got out of playing Australian rules football. He said, "Peter, it's a clean rush that's real." And he played every week in a team, the Salvo Hawks, where most of the players are struggling with this challenge. And that football team is a very unique team in Australia because it becomes a tool. It becomes one of their tools, I should say, of recovery. So it makes it a very unique team. A player um, who became a a captain, uh, a coach, and now a worker with the Salvation Army said, Peter, do you understand why someone like me, who's been to rehabs multiple Mm. times, um, why do you think that they lapse? He said, they go back to the old friends. He said, when I got involved with the Salvo Hawks, they had AA, AA or NA yep. meetings before training, before matches. They had mentors. At times they've had people they can phone each other when they're going through difficult times. They meet together socially. There's all this, um, he said, um, this time he didn't have to go back to the old friends. So it became a very powerful uh, vehicle yep. in his life. And that team is very, a very critical and each team meets different needs in different communities across Victoria. That's why where anywhere where these structures can get up is a very, very powerful mm. way because of what you can wrap around the sport according to the various needs, whether it be people who might employ lo- local, um, you've got people, you know, they can learn about nutrition, the links to nutrition and mental health, uh, are huge, all those health-based uh, yep. messages. But if they're wandering around isolated and they don't begin to get a structure that's very meaningful for them, um, the bulldog psych- psychologist that I met at the cafeteria then one day said, look, you guys are on the right track with RecLink. What it provides is movement and affiliation. And mm. she said, I won't work with people unless they've got that going in their life, movement and affiliation. And from that context, uh, she's prepared to work with people, and that's what
2: we like to build initially. And that's half the battle, Pete, isn't it? Because it's about this show, really. No man should ever walk alone. I think a lot of people become isolated for all the wrong reasons. but They think they're doing the right thing by being isolated, but they, they need some help. And as you said, the, the, the sporting environment and getting down to the peanut farm for a couple of training sessions and playing the, games the, the is sport- such a big, a big uh, positive impact on their life.
3: Well, sometimes they need the informality. They might have lost trust a bit in life and in people. But if they keep coming together, the informality of sport. But at the end of the day, the resounding message for these programs, and I'm sure anyone you have on, is if you're, if you're struggling, ask for help. From my experience of sharing difficulties, I find that I'm always rewarded. If I can just share some stuff that's going on um, with, you know, Fair-minded people that are around me, um, they're able to put a reflection on it. That's that's really really helpful, and it just doesn't seem such a big load. And um, sometimes it's tough to to get involved, but one of the great gifts we can give to people is the power of an invitation, mm. and to invite people down to RecLink, or you know, someone who might benefit from RecLink or other structures in the in the community, you can be saving someone's life or bringing life. To people, look. A lot of people struggle with uh, retirement. Mm. Lawn bowls. We found we had a hundred people go through the Werribee uh, Bowls Club, the Hoppers Sports Club, the Bowls Club have initiated a fundraising event How for many us. How
2: people in Victoria, um, with question without nose involved in regling? Like at some. Uh, there, point, would, there would a be a touch point.
3: There would be uh, thousands without yeah. it being able to give you an exact yeah. number, but. Um, any amount of people. Come, there's many, many people. Um, for some people, it's a it's a short stay. There's nothing more delightful than a coach phoning up, Danny, uh, and sort of saying, "Look, uh, I've lost half my team. Um, a lot mm. of the men or women are now now working. I'm struggling to put a team together." I say, "Congratulations." Yeah, that's what that's what our uh, yeah. organisation is about—to help people move forward um, with their lives. And so there's a lot of compromise at games, uh, team-share players. Um, we use sporting facilities at a, da- at a low point. Um, and um, people in communities and towns might give a haircut or a meal to the best players, you know, in places like Hastings or various towns and communities. So that
2: obviously, that you know, you get them into the sport, they're battling with addiction. They, they get into the sport and then... Have you got resources there to say right? You know, you, you you're getting your life back on track. Let's get into the workforce. How does that happen for someone out there listening now? Like, it,
3: it can work one of two ways. Very often they come with a drug or alcohol rehab, so it's part of their recovery, so they're not um, presently um, using. Yep. Or if they come the other way, they can be linked uh, into an agency or very often involved on those on those match days. Mm. So there is those kind of linkages, but there's pathways are in multiple forms, whether it's mental health, uh, physical health, um, by being involved, um, um, recovery from addiction. There's a whole multiplicity, um, you know, a pathway to work, um, a pathway to education. So So, a lot of uh, rehab
2: centers will pass their um, patients on to you. Is that, is that how it works?
3: They will. They very often come okay. in, in a bus with their particular, yep. with their whether it's Destiny Transformation Hoppers crossing or Odyssey House or groups like that. Windana more recently yep. formed their own team. Some of them can create their own team. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? In terms of uh, cre- uh, there's a lack of recognition in people's lives, um, and
2: um, okay, go on, mate. You're
3: uh, right. in. Just recently, I received uh, something on Facebook, a photo that was sent to me from a hotel in Gippsland. And it was a Recklink A-grade medal on a man with 2004 on it. And he oh, was still wearing the medal. Oh, that's great, isn't it? <laughs>
2: well, that's fantastic. It's a bit uh, so no different to my daughters of... and the girls that we coached. They still, they're, they're still, A lot of them still got their medals on. And it's amazing. Something little like that we just take for granted. And as you said, that guy there in particular, that's the thing that's actually got him going you know and good on him
3: yeah and a girl and he wore it out and he was seen, uh, <laughs> wearing that medal. now whether he put it on for that night or whether he wears it ongoingly i don't i don't know but certainly 2004 a grade wrecklink medal.
2: before we let you go pete because i said you you're such a great man we wanted to get in here and really pump you um well you you founded it um just give us those numbers on the website again mate for someone out there that maybe struggling or know of someone that's sort of isolated, get down to, Love to, hear from to RecLink. Um, give us the number on the website again, champ.
3: Uh, www.reclink.org or the RecLink office 9419 double six seven two nine four one nine double six seven two. or you can phone me immediately if you like and I'll answer even after the show or on the way home. 0421-442-340. Uh,
1: Peter, thank you so much for coming in. And again, thank you for, on behalf of so many people that you've done some wonderful work with over the journey. So we thank you and appreciate your time tonight. Thanks, Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Danny. Really appreciate it. Peter Cullen from RecLink Australia. We will be back with plenty more on the other side of this on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone.
0: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, with Danny Frawley. Snowman
1: No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, how wonderful it is to have your company. And again, a big thanks to Peter Cullen from RecLink Australia as well. A couple of people are asking for the details of the website, reclink.org, or you can phone 9419 6672. But... As we turn our attention to the weather that's just starting mm. to improve outside, oh, oh, oh. Spud.
2: I was out there today, Jack, shorts, and uh, I tell you what, I had to put a hat on and a bit of sun
1: cream. No, if you if you have to, then what yeah, chance have I well, got? Well,
2: exactly right. You, you look like you've been sunbaking an esky, mate. <laughs> but I tell you, I, we, before we get our next guest on... i heard that one before. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> before we get our next guest on, yep. and uh, it's that time of year, we, you sort of get away with it over the winter months, and then spring's here, but then summer's around the corner. You can sort of get away... Wearing a few floppy clothes and the extra overcoat, but then you think, okay, it's time to knuckle down now. Yeah, and what a better time to do it? Absolutely, than right now.
1: Rob Code from Travel Fit Three Sixty joins us with spring in the air and summer not too far away. This man lives for outdoor training, and he joins us tonight here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Hello, Robbie. Hey, boys. How things? Hey, very good.
2: Going well, uh, Robbie. Robbie, boy. What? Um, Travel Fit Three Sixty now. Forgive my ignorance, are you going away somewhere before Christmas? We
0: are. Uh, actually, Thursday, off the Fiji. I it's thought Thursday. that. Ooh. Perfect. Perfect so time of the year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just for the uh, listener out there, obviously it's a little bit late to get on board now. Yeah.
0: What
2: What's What's the process for the for these people to go? Do you give them a training session? They They book in, what, two months in advance? Talk us through it, mate. Yeah. I think they
0: are any of the tricks that we run up, uh, most people just find them on the website so you can see the events that are in planning, what events are open, and then uh, people can just make the inquiries from there. But once the events are open, it has a full detailed itinerary yeah. anyway, so you know exactly well, what's expected. Everything's structured and well laid out.
2: But do you give them a, a program before they go or it's all about just getting over there and doing it whilst you're over there?
0: Yeah, look, we do cater for fitness levels, but some of the activities, you know, we, we still recommend that you have some Yep. form of or some sort of base of fitness so um if you are a beginner then we, we can give you some homework to do leading up to the event so for an example march next year we have a dakota track yeah, oh, there you go. Ah. A quite detailed program that we put forward that everyone you know you've you got to follow it if you don't you're, yep. you're going to come unstuck big time and something like that yeah but with cg you know like you'll get a lot more out of it if you have got some Base fitness
2: level. Talk us through the first couple of days, mate. What's it what's it entail?
0: You've... Yeah, yeah, first couple of days. Most of the crews will turn up late Thursday afternoon. So it would just be an introduction, look at a little bit of team building, just get to know each other. And then uh, next morning, we're straight into it. So we've got a good beach workout to kick things off with. And uh, yeah, we're getting a little bit into the water and out of it as well. But they've got a, um, a floating obstacle at the resort that we're staying, staying at, an obstacle course, a floating one. Right. So we'll be getting the guys onto that and had an opportunity to, to use that for about 45 minutes. And then on the very last day, they're going to have a bit of a challenge. A team, Well, there's two teams, and it'll be a team challenge. So
2: you put putting in teams a, from the get-go?
0: Yeah, yeah, day one or the, next, yeah, the okay. next day. So day two, they'll be into two different teams. And um, that's all based
2: off yeah. and, with this, yeah, and With this type of program, do you, do you give them a chance to relax and, and have a couple of light bevvies?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely we're, we're definitely, and that's the thing. I'll make it clear to people: we we are not like one of these weight loss camps or anything like yeah. that. It's nothing to do with that. It's a lifestyle, and um, if you want to go out and have a couple of couple of beers or a wine or whatever whatever you want to do, we'll go and have a hamburger, knock yourself out, get yeah. stuck into it. But uh, as long as you turn up on uh, each session that we have structured out for everybody, it's it's a like it's a compulsive compulsory sort of session. Yeah. So. It's not like, no, nah, I might sit this one. No, nah, we'll get in as one big team and we get the job done. And it's lots of fun, lots of lots of laughs. And we have something called 360 cricket. And that's probably our most popular part of the yep. of the whole trip. And it's just a modified cricket game that we play in all the different locations that we travel to. And, um, yeah, everybody gets involved. It's lighthearted. It's lots of fun. And there's just so much laughing. And, yeah, everyone goes for a beer after
2: yeah, It's funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's
1: good. Travelfit three sixty dot com dot AU, Kokoda Trail, twenty fourth of March two thousand and nineteen and a trip to San Fran and Las Vegas as well. Oh, Spur, next oh. year as well. You can check out the details, travelfit three sixty dot com dot AU. Rob, thanks for joining us and more importantly, enjoy Fiji. Yeah, well done, mate. Thanks, boys. We'll uh, we'll speak to you next time. Robbie Cardi joining us from travelfit three sixty just sliding off to what Fiji on Thursday. That's
2: gotta be that's gotta be a pretty handy job, I would have thought, Jack.
1: I tell you I this is right up your alley, Spud. The road trip USA, San Fran and Las yeah. Vegas next year. What about
2: the obstacle course, Jack? How do you reckon I'd go on that after a couple of bevvies? Not good. I've seen some morning. of
1: your, your challenges from do you reckon, bounce. I <laughs> reckon a few <laughs> not of them.
2: Good. Yeah, not good. I, I know I'd be no good, but I'll be making sure that everyone else sort of fell off as well. But yeah, hey,
1: the weather is starting to get yep. good out there, so get out there, start to get exactly active, right. Everyone. A bit and of a it,
2: walk. If you haven't got anyone to walk with, go and buy a dog. Then we bought a collar in the morning, 6 o'clock, I tell you what, nothing better, Jack, mm. than uh, this beautiful spring air. Watch the sun come up, you're walking along, and you got S- the day to yourself.
1: Sensational. You're back next week. See you, Jaggy. Spud's back next week. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, no man should ever walk alone.